welcome to the first episode of my podcast mahabharat and management in which i intend to explore the vivid stories from the great indian epic the mahabharat thought to be written by sage vyasa and draw lessons from it onto corporate life and management yes the 5000 year old story of the 100 kauravas and 5 pandavas has so much to teach us even after all these years at the outset i invite all my listeners to take a slightly more liberal and open outlook towards the mahabharat view it not as a holy book or a religious guide but as a story or a fable with a meaning if you can do that then the implications one can draw are life changing typically when one thinks of the mahabharat one is prone to think about figures like krishna who is considered as an incarnation of lord vishnu one of the three gods of hindu trinity or gangaputra bhishma the grand uncle of the kauravas who was an undefeatable warrior or for that matter the chandras kivar karna the charioteer's son who was actually the eldest son of kunti thus actually being the eldest pandava but i am not going to start with any of these well known characters since too much has been said and written about them already i am going to start with the antithesis of good and hence my first character is shakuni the evil crafty maternal uncle of the kauravas to do a quick recap of shakuni let me first tell you about his background shakuni was the eldest son of subal and sudharma the king and queen of the gandhar province his sister gandhari eventually became the wife of dhritarashtra the blind king of the kaurava dynasty shakuni also had some other brothers who did not play too much of a role in the epic now what is the popular perception of shakuni shakuni was the evil genius who goaded yudhishthir to play dice and gamble away his kingdom Shakuni was the crafty brain that led Duryodhan to undertake so many evil schemes against the Pandavas. Some of these include trying to burn the Pandavas in the palace of wax, Lakshagriha, sending out the Kaurava army to the kingdom of Matsya during the 13th year of exile to draw out the Pandavas and also inciting Drona to capture Yudhishthir when Arjun was not there in the main battlefield of Kurukshetra. Shakuni was finally killed by Sahadeva the youngest Pandava on the 18th day of the war good riddance however like many successful epics the mahabharat also has several several versions and i am going to borrow liberally from as many of them as i can for my purpose in some versions there are a few interesting twists to the shakuni story amongst them one suggests that shakuni had sworn to destroy the entire kaurava family because of the insults and destruction that bhishma had done when he had invaded gandhar for forcibly snatching shakuni's sister princess gandhari and getting her married to the blind king dhritarashtra gandhari was then the most beautiful princess across all the lands and bhishma thought it was only right and proper that the most beautiful maiden should marry the king of the mightiest kingdom that is dhritarashtra so what if he was blind bhishma did not 
give too much attention to just small details another story gives one more twist that bhishma had imprisoned all the males in the gandharan royal family and gave them very little food rations to survive on this was meant to be a punishment for not telling him that gandhari was technically a widow since marrying her to dhritarashtra was an insult to the kuru family now you can ask me how was gandhari a widow well that's a very strange story in and of itself when gandhari was born there was a prophecy that her husband would die very soon after marriage hence to make sure that gandhari would actually get a suitable groom her father had gotten her married to a goat as a symbolic gesture and then killed the goat immediately thus making gandhari technically a widow this fact was not known to bhishma till he had snatched gandhari away and gotten her married to dhritarashtra on knowing the story of the goat bhishma got furious and in a fit of rage imprisoned the entire gandharan royal male family moreover bhishma ensured that the food given to the family was in severe short supply thereby ensuring significant hunger pangs amongst the prisoners after a few days the males agreed that there was no point in everyone trying to survive by eating limited food individually hence they pleaded to shakuni who was the wisest and smartest amongst them to avenge their death hence everybody else stopped eating altogether and gave their share of food to shakuni so that at least he could eat properly now one by one one by one all of them died leaving only shakuni alive the story also goes on to say that when shakuni's father who was the second last person to die on his death his soul entered the dice that shakuni used and ensured that shakuni could command the dice to hit whatever number he wished for so if shakuni wanted 6 the dice would come up as 6 if he wanted 2 it would be 2 and so on now this very dice plays a pivotal role in the entire mahabharat since it becomes the instrument through which shakuni snatches the entire pandava kingdom away from dhritarashtra and also insults and humiliates draupadi in the royal hall in many ways this game of dice is what caused the rest of the mahabharat after coming out of the prison and apologizing to bhishma shakuni swore that he would destroy the entire kurus and the entire dynasty actually his closest friends laughed at him for at that time gandhar was just a very 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 tiny province and the kurus were the most powerful force in the entire land how can the mouse even dream of finishing the lion how stupid of the mouse but that's exactly what shakuni swore to do well that's the popular recollection of shakuni and you can choose to stay with it and consider him as the villain however from a management standpoint there is a very different perspective that i want to put forth here are five points that make me marvel at shakuni's character point number 1 thinking of life as chess shakuni was aware of all the resources pluses and minuses on his side and those on the side of his opponents the kuru dynasty 
like a grandmaster who develops the opening and middle game only to seek small small advantage for the end game shakuni ensured the slow and steady increase in hatred in the minds of his nephews the kauravas against their cousins the pandavas simultaneously he also made sure that the pandavas felt victimized humiliated and insulted at every stage never once did shakuni try to finish the game by risking exposure of his true motive like in chess no grandmaster ever risks an all out attack till he or she is clear of the unbeatable advantage and can push it home alas shakuni was beaten by another grandmaster on the pandava side krishna but only just so it was an even battle all along with so many great strong and mighty warriors becoming just pawns in the game of chess between shakuni and shri krishna shakuni can of course take solace in the fact that he was beaten not by a man but by a god so that's what most believe shri krishna was thus message number 1 thinking of life as a chess game and not trying to go all out unless you have built advantages point number 2 focus shakuni had more focus than that of the greatest archer arjuna shakuni was the real epitome of commitment and discipline not wavering in his mind even for a second that the only objective of his life was the destruction of the kuru clan no amount of riches and power or for that matter the love showered by his nephews the kauravas swayed him from his objective even his own sister gandhari could not dissuade him once he had committed to his goal as the famous saying goes if fate gives you a lemon make a lemonade out of it and shakuni was given many many lemons for sure and he did create a juicy lemonade through 100% goal oriented focus message 3 tactics versus strategy in business and in management it is very important to understand the difference between the two and shakuni clearly differentiated the various tactics that he used for troubling the pandavas from his core strategy of entire destruction such was his strategy that not even bhishma or vidur the so called wise men could decipher his game shakuni was willing to keep losing smaller battles in order to make sure he won the war thus even by losing the mahabharat war technically shakuni achieved his strategic intent of destroying the kingdom that he hated from the bottom of his heart message number 4 mental strength is as important as physical skills and prowess shakuni was no very close to being a great archer or a mace wielder he had no special skills with weapons and yet he proved to be the most dangerous adversary of the pandavas he used his mental skills in a lethal manner he had a very deep understanding of human nature its follies and weaknesses he leveraged yudhishthira's love of the dice to tempt him he took advantage of dhrishtrashtra's love for his eldest son duryodhan to push him into making clearly partial and wrong decisions he used bhishma and drona's oath to serve the kuru family always to get them to fight on the side of duryodhan against the very pandavas whom both bhishma and drona loved dearly 
he was so astute that he even pushed krishna to a point that krishna was willing to accept just five villages for the pandavas who would have thought it was not the bhishma the mighty bhishma or drona or karna who would be the most able opponent of the pandavas but a cripple like shakuni shakuni never let his emotions come in the way of his goal his mental fortitude enabled him to control his true feelings for the kauravas which were actually that of hatred revenge was the dish that shakuni served cold very very cold and lastly a balanced perspective every villain has a reason when one looks at shakuni it is too easy to write him off as the antagonist however if one steps back and reflects on his reason there is no real difference between his desire for revenge with that of say a bhima's wish to kill all 100 kauravas or for that matter for draupadi's to drink the blood of dushasan life is never about black or white it is always about the gray alas in our quest to make heroes and villains of characters and of humans we taint their image with our view what was the essential difference between krishna and shakuni both tried to make their chosen sides win by hook or by crook we can always paint one as a hero and the other as a villain and justify it there are in fact entire versions of the mahabharat written from the viewpoint of the kauravas but that's beside the point history is written by the victors and so also in this case the story is told from the winning side's vantage point thus this was shakuni the evil gambler and cunning genius or as i may make a case a highly focused hero with a cause whatever you label him you can't deny that he played such a central role in the determination of events that without him the mahabharat would not have been so interesting now that's all for episode 1 in my mahabharat and management series in the next episode i'm going to delve into another character who's generally regarded as insanely physically powerful but nothing more and almost a blank on the intellectual side i am talking of bhima the second pandava i'm going to talk more of his qualities and the fact that why every organization every company needs hundreds of bhimas for it to succeed probably more so than it needs arjuna or even krishna see you soon in episode 2 of my mahabharat and management series